You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So now Posey ranges away, and throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. There's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Hello there. Welcome to this special episode of the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. This is episode 56, and did you know that the 1956 New York Giants third baseman collectively hit 221 with only 15 home runs? Perhaps that team could have used some help from our guest today, current San Francisco Giants third baseman, J.D. Davis. The Giants acquired Davis at last year's trade deadline, along with Carson Seymour, Nick Zwak, and Thomas Zapucky, sending Darren Ruff to the New York Mets, which is quickly becoming one of Farhan Zaidi's best trades. After hitting 263 with 8 home runs and 14 RBIs in 49 games for the Giants last year, Davis is having a bit of a breakthrough this season so far in 2023. He is hitting 288 as of this posting, and his 8 home runs and 25 RBIs have him already surpassing what he did with the Orange and Black last year. In this episode, I talk with JD about how he has improved at the plate and on the field, and how he spends his time off the field. And do not forget to like and subscribe to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. You got to like it, review it, share it, tell everybody to listen to it, because Davis will not be the last Giants player we talked to on the pod this season. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. All right, we got J.D. Davis joining us on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. We're here on the field at Oracle Park on this lovely Friday. And, J.D., you've gotten off to quite a start this season, and uh, you've inspired a lot of fun nicknames. I've seen Just Dingers for all your home runs. I've seen Just Defense for what you've been doing on the field. So I want to start, is there, outside of those nicknames, is there a nickname you've ever gone by that you've always kind of enjoyed? Uh, I'll say uh, one that I've had since high school. It would be Jay Dizzle or Jay Diesel. Diesel used to be a big old dude, or I used to be like 240, 245, so kind of a diesel truck. So uh, a lot of guys from high school used to call me Diesel, and then uh, little Jay Dizzle as well. Yeah, so I know you grew up in the Sacramento area. You went to Elk Grove High School. Last year when you came back here, from, you got traded back here from the Mets, what was that like for you being able to come back to you know Northern California, come back home? What was that like for you? I mean, it was a dream come true in itself. Um, in past you know um, interviews that I've said, you know, it's – you can't you can't beat home, um, and just the fact that your parents are an hour and a half away, your friends and family hour and a half away. Um, you know, Oracle Park was a place that I always came to as a kid to watch games, and I mean just to visit. I mean, vacation-wise, San Francisco, Northern California coast, and then just being a California kid, born and raised, uh, just to come back home and be back in your home state is just a dream come true and play for them. Like I mentioned, you know, you've, you've been really dialed in at the plate so far this year, hitting 290. You're approaching the numbers already this year that you were putting up last year. What's been different for you at the plate this year? Where do you feel like you're most improved at the plate this year? You know, one thing that we worked on this last offseason is really trying to get to in a consistent launch angle or consistent power position due to my hand. I would say, how do I phrase this? There's the heart of the plate, and then there's the shadows of the plate. And the shadows of the plate are the very edges of the strike zone. The heart of the strike zone, I was dominating. But the shadows are around the strike zone that was still in the strike zone. I was very lacking, and I would swing and miss at a lot or foul off a lot instead of putting balls in play. This time around, with what I've been working on in the offseason of just getting to that launch position or getting to that power position before uh, the pitcher releases the ball has really helped me be adaptable into my swing and not necessarily be a 100% swing, but be an 80 to 85 and just put the ball in play instead of you know, going up there and trying to hit it 108, 110 miles per hour every single time, you know, it's good to, you know, sit there and be consistent at 95 to 100 and still be able to square balls up and drive drive balls. Yeah, it's kind of continuing on that. Where's some like, where there's like, like certain drills or stuff that, that the coaching staff would have you work on the off season or in spring training? What can you kind of say about what you, the, what that kind of work looked like? Yeah, drills, I would say like when we're working on or we're working on the timing of it, we really want to, instead of just flips of just routinely of just flipping to me in the cage or throwing me BP, we had a pretty, how do I say it, emphasis on just starting early and that's me starting my load early before he even the pitcher or the coach would start winding his arm back and that would just help me get ready loaded earlier and just be able to see the ball at a sooner pace or a quicker pace so there's nothing really anything flawed with my mechanics or my swing or my path or anything like that 
already have a really good path. It was just a matter of trying to be consistent to the baseball because a lot of my deficiencies or a lot of the, say, mechanics would fall apart when I would be late and I would try to overcompensate and my front shoulder would open and thus facto mechanics would start to would start to kind of fall apart. So if we're getting to that position early and often, then good things are happening. We got J.D. Davis joining us here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Was there a moment where we're all just like, oh, okay, now it's starting to click. Now it's starting to come together. What, what, when was that moment? What's that moment like for you as, as a ball player? Yeah, there was a point in spring training about midway, halfway through, just something where just calming down and not really exerting or trying to live up to self-expectations, just going out there and having fun, doing what I can do, and just, honestly just having fun. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, we all get wrapped up in performances or comparing ourselves to other players, and so just going out there and playing and doing my role and doing what's best for the team and just going out there and having a level head, that's what honestly has become more successful to me. Let's talk about the other side of the ball. Talk about defense where you're putting up, your, your defensive metrics are better than that of Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, Matt Chapman. These are gold glovers and you're, you're putting up better numbers than them. What's been different on defense for you this year? How were you able to kind of really pick it up to the way you've, you've been able to this year? Yeah, I'd say just the reps and the pace of play. Um, Reps-wise, just getting everyday playing or just sticking to the dirt necessarily instead of being 50-50 of getting reps out in the outfield, getting reps in the infield like I was in New York. And now over here, they strictly had me concentrate on just being in the dirt if it's first or third. I mean, just having the ability to fail, be vulnerable, and just kind of grow as a baseball player. You know, and that's part of it, kind of going into what I'm saying too, is about having the uh, the reps and then the speed of play. And so as you go up every level from high A, double A, triple A, big leagues, there, it's always going to be quicker. And it's always going to, the pace play balls are going to be put in play harder. Guys are going to be running down the bases harder. And so kind of, do, kind of going with that, I never really got a chance to consistently read swings at third base, consistently, how would I say it? Um, just get reps. I think that was the biggest thing, and I've always been, you know, vocal about that. And you know, I, I had, you know, Gold Glover, Todd Frazier in front of me when I was over there. And then 2020, you know, it was such a crazy year. And then 2021, I tore my ligament in my hand, so I was off the field for about two and a half months. And then when I came back, it was still, I mean, it was my catching hand. So it wasn't the greatest feeling catching balls in there. And then obviously controlling the barrel of the bat with the, the torn ligament in my hand. So I think a lot of it has to do with just being healthy and just going out here and then playing ball and having a level head and just having fun. Do you use the little red machine at all for doing ground balls? Does that help too? I've seen, you know, Crawford's, I've seen doing it a lot. Tommy Lastello brought that in here a couple years ago. You use that a lot at all or what other kind of, you know, drills and stuff are you doing to kind of really hone your defensive abilities? It's not really anything special drills. It's just, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. But yeah, I use the red machine. I like doing it just because we use uh, lighter baseballs. They may look like regular baseballs, but they're actually probably a third of the size or a third of the weight. And so it kind of helps us relax our hands and just it's harder to catch in that sense. So we have to slow the game down or slow the drill down to really concentrate on those little things. And just kind of the same thing where you go from a cage to the batting practice in a sense. We're coming out here and get doing the little things over off to the side before we take ground balls. So, yeah. You get the luxury of playing alongside probably one of the best defensive shortstops in this organization's history and Brandon Crawford. Do you ever pick his brain at all for tips and kind of or things to do on the infield? Is there anything that he's said or shared with you that you can share with us? What's it like being able to kind of go to a guy like that and ask him for advice on defense? His uh, accolades speak for themselves. He's one of the best defenders in this organization and one of the best shortstops to uh, to play over this past, you know, 
heck, you can just say a quarter of a century. And it's pretty impressive to watch with him. I worked with him this last off season down in Papago, down in Arizona, to the spring training facility. Nothing really I threw out of him, but he was very vocal on whenever I made mistakes and just being like, oh, you did this instead of do this in, in replace of it. Us baseball players, we get to this level, I think a lot of people forget that we still need coaching. We still haven't figured it all out. The game of baseball surprises everybody, but the difference between, you know, big leaguer, triple A or double A is his aptitude and his ability to make adjustments at a quicker pace. So that's, I think that's the one of the bigger things. And just hearing some feedback and some coaching ability from Craw and Kai has just been tremendous for me and just kind of get to me the next level. Talking to J.D. Davis here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you guys got to a little of a rough start in April. Uh, when when teams getting off to a rough start, how do you kind of keep the mood upbeat in the clubhouse when, when things are struggling out the gate like that? Yeah, I mean, you just say it's just baseball. A lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people have turned into basketball and football fans in which, you know, a high pace, you know, guys get days off. I mean, heck, uh, I remember reading an interview about the Boston Celtics coach out of an 80-game season. They have 130 days, so they have 50 days off. It'd be be nice for baseball to have that you know out of 162 games we have 180 days we only get 18 days off out of six months so it is a bit of a grind and us baseball players that have been through the season after season you just kind of shrug it off and you take a little bit of salt and you, or you take a grain of salt and you kind of accept it take accountability but at the end of the day you don't get down on yourself because at, at the end of it you're still showing up for tomorrow and you're still showing up the next day you're still showing up the day following after that so it's it's a grind and it's six months of uh, working it's six months of success failure and roller coaster rides so one thing that we do is just try to stay together not get down on ourselves just learn from it. You know, a lot of people in this game, that's the difference between, uh, I think, any other sport. Baseball is just a game of failure. 30, you succeed 30% of the time, you're in the Hall of Fame compared to any base, uh, any uh, basketball or football player. So it's just part of it. And, you know, you're going to run into good teams. You're going to run into bad teams. You're going to run into good games and bad games. So it is what it is. I mean, heck, we lost, we lost three out of four against the Nationals. Then, you know, next week, the following week, we sweep the Phillies so and then I mean they're both great teams and it's just part of it it's part of the roller coaster of a season so what we do is just try to keep stay together and stay mentally strong and take as many punches as we can. Coming into this month seems like you know you, you weather through the punches you guys are playing a little bit better this month you're nine and seven on this month you're I'm noticing there's less striking out less guys being left on base what are you kind of noticing this month in terms of just kind of how you guys have improved overall as a team versus last month? Just the flow I would say I mean a lot of the first month is getting the jitters out you know there's 
I mean, we had like three or four opening days in which accumulated over the course of two and a half weeks, and that's half the season or half the half the first month of the season. So, and then on top of that, you know, going to New York, going to Detroit, going to Chicago, going to uh, where else we go to? I mean, we went to. You've been to Miami. Yeah. I mean, Miami is warm, but we went. You've been to some cold places. I mean, even here too at night it gets cold. So part of it, you know, a lot of baseball players, including myself, will heat up a little bit more when the season gets uh i guess the summer comes around so we're playing well i mean i don't want to make it seem like we're you know doing great or doing bad but we're trying to stay even keel and know that it's just in the middle of may and you got to take our punches and just score some runs and keep grinding that's all we can do mentioned New York what was that like opening up at Yankee Stadium which again this is the first year of you know kind of year-round interleague for everyone you got the balanced schedule so yeah you got to tow the line at Yankee Stadium on the first day of the year what was that like yeah it was really cool any player any uh, little league kid looking at a baseball or wanting to become a baseball player to have an opening day in New York Stadium is you know a dream come true or just on the bucket list in itself it's the you know the mecca of the media world and you know it's the New York Yankees 27 time World Series champs so pretty fun it was the place was Buzzing, fans were great. Uh, the atmosphere was electric, and it was just—it was just a great time. We had uh, Casey Schmidt show up last week. You know, a lot of fans have been really waiting for him to appear. What's been kind of your first impressions of just kind of what you've seen from Schmidt, both at the plate and in the field? I would say um, he's not intimidated. That's for one thing, sure. Um, he goes out there. He's a little bulldog. Plays hard on both sides of the field. Obviously, you guys know that he's such a you know a Gold Glove. He's such a blessed defender. But his bat, you know, is just as good, and he's able to spray uh, spray the ball all over the field. Hit with power. Hit for uh, hit for average. And so far, you know, he's been a great guy in the clubhouse. He. Uh, fits our criteria, our personality, and just our energy in the clubhouse, and we know we're happy to have them. All right, so let's kind of get into some more fun questions. Have you gotten into the bumper pool yet in the clubhouse? No, no, no I haven't played a single game. Who, who, who's been the, the best so far, have you noticed? Or I noticed you also got some putting in there. You got a chessboard again in any of that, too? Well, I'll say this. I learned this the other day. Cobber is the one that actually bought it, and he's the one that actually owns it at home. So he was actually, you know, hustling a bunch of people's money and probably he's the best one in there and so I think he's weird how that works out. yeah I know right a little vet move for him but I don't know he's probably like 110 right now out of like 110 games he's crushing it putting wise uh, I'm in there every once in a while but I just do it just to waste how, how is your short game it's not it's not good I'm more of the driver I just let it eat and let it fly in my short game I really need to work on that are you a golfer not really. I just like going out there and having fun with the boys. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's mo <laughs> most guys. So, uh, yesterday you had a, a rare home off day. You don't get those very often. What does JD Davis like to do when he has a home off day? To be honest with you, probably stay at home, be parallel to the ground, eat some food, and just hydrate. Went through a good little stretch right there, nine straight games, and I, I can't really remember if it was. It was 12 out of the last 13 or something like that. But I walked around. I did a little errand as well. That was pretty much it, man. I, I For the most part, I, I, I stayed low, stayed in my apartment, and just rested up. What well, about in the off season when you know everyone goes their separate ways? Where do you kind of retreat to? And what are kind of some? What are the things that you do to kind of keep yourself entertained in the off season? Well, just travel. Uh, travel with my girlfriend. We went this last season to St. Lucia. That was awesome. And this next one, we're going to go to the Maldives. I think that's. I got the travel bug a little bit. I want to see some things check off some things off the bucket list but otherwise I'm going back Nashville Tennessee this offseason and man just enjoy the offseason it's been a little bit of a grind over the last two three years and just to uh, kind of have a home and have some roots and just kind of settle down and just enjoy the offseason really I'm not much of a guy that does anything crazy this is Sam Lubman talking with JD Davis here on the garlic fries and baseball guys podcast
Yeah, I know. You, you, when you kind of at home, are you kind of more of a book guy? Are you a movie guy? A TV show guy? Uh, what what kind of what do you kind of unwind with when you just well, need I'm to kind of take a load off? I'm a big cooker and a big barbecue guy. I love cooking steaks. Love love cooking wings. I'm a sports guy. I'm always gonna have a basketball game, a football game, or heck, crossing my fingers. Fortunately, if we if we make, we can make the playoffs, but in the past, you know, watching playoff baseball as well during October. But for the most part, movie guy, big movie guy. I haven't really gotten back into video games in the last couple of years. What are your favorite kind of movies? Kind of a nerd. My dad uh, rubbed off on me, loved all the Star Wars, loved Lord of the Rings. What do you think of this most recent season of The Mandalorian? To be honest with you, I haven't even seen it. I haven't even got any of that Disney Plus stuff. I'm more of the classic guy. I really like it. What else? Let's see. I mean, comedy-wise, Step Brothers. Man, I, I'm, I'm going to go all over the place. I'm a Star Wars guy, too, so yeah. <laughs> I hope you'll mind. If I'm going to stay on the Star Wars here a little bit. Who? Uh, you got a, a top one, two, three Star Wars characters? One, two, three. Oh, man. Oh, man. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Man, Yoda. I mean, heck, even you can do a young teenager Anakin before he turned. That was, I mean... Uh, Episode two, Anakin? Yeah, that was, that was a great one. So I'll, I'll go with those three. Growing up, growing up in Sacramento, uh, Elk Grove High. You, uh, you said you came to this ballpark a lot, so I think you grew up a Giants fan? Not really. I actually grew up down in Southern California, so my dad was always, it kind of rubbed off from my grandma, big Dodger fan. Um, we won't hold that against you. Ah, it's all right. Um, I don't know, just coming up here and being in, um, you would say, enemy territory, just still coming to baseball games and whatnot. Didn't care if the Dodgers were here or not, just to see. My dad wanted to expose me to baseball and just to dream about it and just wishful thinking as a, as a kid. and just to uh, have a goal in baseball. So came to a lot of these games, probably a couple dozen, and uh, enjoyed every minute of it. Who was your favorite player growing up? Oh, man, uh, probably across the board. Nomar, Garcia Parra, man, uh, David Wright, Scott Rowland, loved Griffey, liked Jeter. Liked Would you ever Jeter. try to like, you know, base your style of play off any of those guys? Or who was a batting stance you'd love to imitate when you were growing up? Batting stance, I really liked Gary Sheffield. I like the way he waggled his bat and just yeah, dropped head on cool. it. That was really cool. Um, I don't think that ever worked for me in the long term. He had some strong wrists and strong hands. I don't think I can do that, but that's pretty much the most part. J.D. Davis joining us here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Now, you mentioned you like to watch the NBA playoffs. Are you a Kings fan, Warrior fan? Are you from Southern California, a Laker fan? Who's your basketball team? Well, I mean, Kings first, no matter what. And then, you know, rub off on go to the Warriors as well. Sacramento kid, I'm hoping they would get back into there. But it's been a while. It's been, what, like, I think it was, I think. 16 wet, years, I think. Like that. I was about to say, 15 Old enough to drive? Years. Yeah. Yeah, so. Have they invited you up to light the beam at all, you and Logan? Because I know he's also a Kings fan. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I've probably been to the uh, new stadium, or not the new stadium, in the new arena over there probably three or four times and it's beautiful i used to go to the arco arena to watch them but haven't been that much compared to the old one are you hoping that they give an extension to demonis sabonis yeah absolutely i think he runs the offense and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how what they do and just uh i think the whole uh assistant to the warriors going over there and kind of changing things up with the new scheme i think it's great for the kings a couple more here before i get you out of here what's the best advice that another player has ever given you that you can kind of share with us I mean, this sounds pretty cliche, but don't get down. Stay even keel. Don't get a, don't get so far down. Don't get so far up. Use the whole field. Stay. If you can hit the ball over second base and in that three, four hole every once in a while, you're going to stay in this game as long as you can. You're going to be a 270, 280 hitter, I and mean, that's going to keep you around. Oh, man, there's tons of advice that I've heard. Be a great teammate. 
on and off the field, even when you're doing good, even when you're doing bad. Guys see that, and energy in the clubhouse and on the field is very infectious to the team. I'm talking to J.D. Davis here on the Garlic Fried Baseball Guys podcast. Last one before we get you out of here. I've noticed a lot of teams are doing home run props to celebrate home runs. Any plans for uh, you guys in the clubhouse here to adopt something like that? Probably not, honestly. Not not at all. It's not the style. And just uh, to you be guys honest. hit enough of them. I mean, yeah. It's, I, to be honest with you, I don't think we even have anything, and we never really thought about anything. And you know, I think our big prop is more so winning games and turning the clubhouse into a club. I think we enjoy that more than just you know. When did the, I know I said last one? When did the nightclub thing start up after wins? Oh man. Uh, well, so I, I was traded over here in August, and they were kind of doing it, and there were I would say less lights and less fog machines now, or less fog machines back in the day than I guess now. So. We've definitely taken it to a whole nother level. That's probably a question maybe you got for Craw, because Craw is probably the head. The guy behind that? Yeah. Well, JD, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate your time. A lot of great stuff here, and hopefully we can do it again sometime. And best of luck tonight and with the rest of your season. Awesome. Thank you for having me.